Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Feminicides in Mexico are at an all-time high. 1,015 women in 2021 alone. Feminicide is a legal term used in Mexico when women are killed because of their gender. Overall killings in Mexico of women are much, much higher. Just recently, Dabani Escobar disappeared and was found 13 days later in a water tank outside of a roadside hotel. She's just one of many women being murdered with very little investigation or follow-up. Residents have had enough and have started protesting and demanding something better from their government. everybody and welcome to true crime paranormal with the psychic sisters this is katie weaver and i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody how's it going you know it is going great very good i'm just very busy got my new crystal store up and running yeah and already have customers and shipping out and i'm really having a good time with that so that's been my like main focus lately <laughs> very good well yeah. i this, today and haven't done it yet was going to send over a in search of list to you so that i oh, please do. <laughs> there's stuff i want well there you go you i'm i'm always open to what are you what do you want i'll find it i want a needled piece of anhydrite oh yes oh okay i will find some you know what I'm talking about. It is the I, most beautiful. And I know I'll pay through the nose for it. It's so mm-hmm. expensive, but. It's angelite. If some yeah. of you are, you know. In the new age world, it's angelite. In the rock world, it's anhydrite. Uh, either way. And if but, and you can get it tumbled and it's blue and it's pretty and it's fine. But to get it raw, like the long needle pieces. Oh. So cool. I have a piece that you gave me, actually. I don't know how I don't have a piece. I, I, I'm not sure. I did. Give it point. to me. Maybe I did. Yeah. Maybe I did. Yeah. Because I don't have any. And how do I not have any? Anyway. Right. Well, cool. Very good. I love it. (laughs) Well, this is Tuesday. And so we already have had one great episode this week and we're heading on into yet another. So Christy, you are going to kick it off with some WTF news. I surely am. Sometimes it's nice when a WTF situation turns into a victory situation. And that happened this week in the Billy Shamirmir trial. Yes. Now, we have talked about Billy Shamirmir quite a bit. He is a, well, he's he's now a convicted murderer in Mm -hmm. uh, Texas. He's a suspected serial killer of somewhere between 18 and 24 elderly women. Uh, He was sneaking into their retirement homes, pretending to work there, smothering them to death and stealing their jewelry. 
Yeah. And he was on trial. Guy. Yeah. Real, real winner there. Not friend of the show, Billy Shamir. <laughs> um, so that last okay. fall, he went on trial. Yeah. And it was a hung jury. One holdout. This is a capital case. Mm-hmm. And so it has to be unanimous. And there was one holdout. Yep. And it was, it's been a little scary because the prosecution's evidence is mostly circumstantial. There's not a lot of um, forensics that connects yeah. him. And what they've charged him for was his last victim, Lou Harris. Mm-hmm. He followed Lou home from the store, broke into her house, killed her, stole her stuff. And when he came back to his apartment, police were at this point kind of on to him and they were there surveying his apartment and they saw him throw away a jewelry box that belonged to Lou Harris. Her name was in it and it had a bunch of $2 bills in it, which that was her thing. She'd love to give $2 bills to family members. Her, mm-hmm. Some of her jewelry was there. And so they have finally been able to connect him back to all of this. His trial started on Monday. It ended on Thursday. His jury only deliberated for one hour and they unanimously found him guilty. Thank God. Yes, thank God. The sad part is her death is the only one he will be tried for. Yeah. Because his other victims, they didn't know they were victims. They were 80 and 90-year-old women who died in their sleep, appeared to have died in their sleep. Mm -hmm. And so there's no evidence. There's They're guessing Mm -hmm. based on jewelry that he has fenced who he killed. But there's really no... They're well, and the facility to... that they lived in and the yes, floor they lived the location. in. Because it was yeah. the third floor of this facility yeah, uh, where primarily he... that got hammered. Yeah. Yep. And they they did have the uh testimony of Mary Bartell, who was the only mm-hmm. victim of his who lived. Yes. And she died in 2020. She was in her 90s when he attacked her. But she gave a recorded deposition and they've been able to use that where she yeah. described what he did. And that was very helpful as well. But we are happy. The goal, the whole prosecution's goal was to get him convicted on a capital case, a life sentence where he can never be paroled because they can't charge him with any of these other deaths. So they wanted to find a way to keep his ass in jail, in prison, so that he can't get out and do this again. And they have finally been victorious. So Billy Shamirmir can now fade into history. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he will be headed off to prison. Of course, he, he, he's been convicted of first-degree murder. We don't know yet what his sentence will be, but it's very likely that it will be a life sentence. So yeah, yeah. it's good news, you guys. WTF, it it's good, good news. news. It's not just good news for Lou Harris's family, but for you know All of upwards families. of 22 other families that have also been watching and waiting that were devastated yes. by the hung jury. Yeah. It's a huge, especially Mary Bartell's family. They were, oh yeah, they were at court. They were, oh man, they were right. so angry. They were really frustrated about how court in general ran last time. So did not go well. Should be much well. happier this time. Yeah. Yes, way better, way better. And so all of them, you know, basically were seeing this as justice for their family members as well. Yeah. So we Most are definitely. grateful to the prosecutor and the judge and the jury. Finally is putting this monster behind bars. Yes, absolutely. And with that, Katie, I'm going to kick it back over to you for our main case. All righty. (laughs) 
Okay. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Dabani Escobar. Dabani Escobar lived in Mexico in the, I'm going to try and get it right, in the Monterey region in the Nuevo Leon state. Okay. So northern uh, Mexico. And she disappeared. She was 18 years old. She had been at a party with friends and had kind of a tiff with them and left in like an Uber type ride. Mm -hmm. And then while in the Uber was, I don't want to say sexually assaulted, but maybe, maybe sexually assaulted. The Uber driver uh, got inappropriate with her and she wanted out of the car. Now the Uber driver, it's not Uber, but the the taxi driver will say that it's not Mm -hmm. Uber. It's like, it's like Uber, but he Mm -hmm. of course um, denied any wrongdoings that he had no idea why she just demanded that he just let her out of the car on this like highway in the middle of the night. And, but video from his car shows that no, he was getting inappropriate with her and she wanted out of the car. So she left what seemed to be maybe an unsafe situation to Mm -hmm. taxi home into an unsafe situation. Unbelievable. When he drove away, he took a picture of her, which to me is just so weird, but maybe it's not. I mean, I I recognize that drivers like that probably have a certain level of needing to uh, prove what they did or where they were or whatnot. Yeah. So he took this picture of her. It's the picture on the right, standing on the highway. Okay. To prove that she was alive when he left her, his words. Gross. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes. But that's the last known picture of her until we ended up with some video of Debbie at this roadside motel. So the roadside motel has a sign. That says, don't take risks, stay with us. This is the Nueva Castilla Hotel. That does not, that is that kind of like that sign that says Denver's best? Yeah, I'm thinking so. (laughs) Yeah. So what we know is that she did enter the hotel at some time around 4.30 in the morning. And that's all we know. For 13 days, she was missing. They knew the last place she was found or or was seen on the highway. They'd already talked to the stupid cab driver guy. And they didn't try very hard to find her. This feels so MMIW-ish to me that I wanted to bring it to uh, our listeners' attention that uh, there's a huge problem with women being murdered in Mexico, which might not surprise you, but but maybe it should, you know. But at any rate... uh, So 13 days go by. Well, employees at the hotel or the motel start smelling something foul. Oh, no. And they call the police. And the police come and discover they have an in-ground water cistern uh, next to their pool. Oh, no. Yeah. That has the body of Devani in it. The police say... 
there's blunt force trauma to the head. So they think that probably she just slipped and fell. Yes, of course. Oh, my God. Her dad said, F off. I'm not doing this. Her parents have been really outspoken, particularly her dad. They are done with this stuff. Mm -hmm. And they ordered a second autopsy and are now actually considering a third autopsy just to verify. But their autopsy show that she was strangled to death. Well, of course she was. Yeah. You know, grown ass women don't just slip and fall in a friggin' cistern. Come on with this shit. Not any more than they just wander off into the snow and lay down and die. Right. The, The implication, this always is an implication of women. Mm-hmm. You know, that we're just so flighty and stupid that we just, you know, do accidental things that kill ourselves all the time. No. Mm-hmm. You know who kill women? Men. That's who. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yep. So what they are doing, you know, is the, their family is loudly crying murder. This sure. was murder. And women in the area have had enough because they are not safe anywhere. And no different than the U.S. in a lot of ways, you know, but they are not safe anywhere. Mm -hmm. And they are taking to the streets and demonstrating and demanding better, really going after the prosecutor in this case, who they feel like has done nothing. Mm -hmm. And they've talked about some things that, first of all, when women go missing, 99% of the time, it's called, guess what? A runaway. That's the other and, one. We're all so flighty and crazy. We just run mm-hmm. away from our lives all the time. Mm-hmm. With, oh. Without our phones, without our money, without our cars. We just yes. flit off into the night. No one ever hears do. from us again, except we're perfectly yeah. fine and all still alive. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. And chose this. Yes. Ugh. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and it's very common in Mexico to look at what a woman was wearing and say, well, look what she was wearing. You know, seems like a. Across cultural divides, some things never change. Uh, So there's a lot of reasons why this matters. It matters because she mattered. You know, it matters because her life mattered. It matters because she tried to put herself in a safe situation to get home that turned out to be an unsafe situation that ultimately resulted in her death. Because is there ever a safe situation for women? Really? Well, they don't have any proof at all that the cab driver was the perp. He put her in an unsafe situation and then let her out of his car when she wanted out on a deserted highway at somewhere around two or three in the morning because he made her unsafe. Yeah. It makes me so mad and frustrated. And then took her picture to prove she was still alive when he left Mm -hmm. her. I mean, come on. Yeah. So in 2021, Mexico recorded 1,015 cases of femicide. So that's their term for when a woman is murdered specifically because of her gender. However, overall, 3,500 women were murdered in Mexico in 2021. It's terrifying. So Edith Oliveras Ferretto is the executive director of Amnesty International in Mexico. And she said what happened to Dabani happens in thousands of other cases across the country on a daily basis. She said that 11 women are killed in Mexico every day. She said they currently have 20,000 women who are missing in Mexico and that the state by and large does not search for them or does very little to search for them. Right. Hmm. It sounds a little familiar. 
Mm-hmm. It's a serious epidemic. 90% of all crimes against women go unsolved. 90%? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, they aren't trying at all. No, and even when women are finally found, very rarely does anything happen at all. Yeah. Yep. There needs to be big change. And there's a big push for big change. And I suspect that they will start to get that. But there is such a struggle right now for Mexican women to be safe anywhere they go that it's just, it's extremely concerning. Yeah. But, you know, they're facing a lot of the same things we are here in the U.S. Yeah. With a lot of corruption, funding going to the wrong places, a lack of accountability, Having well, to and just beg police to investigate things like that. No, and just Very a culture of women have no value. Mm-hmm. My God. Entirely. Entirely. But somehow this one is the one that's really gotten under people's skin. And they're really, really pushing hard. Yep. Interestingly, there are five other young women who went missing about the same time she did in the same area. And Mm -hmm. Amnesty International says all five of them have been found deceased. But when NPR reached out to uh, the authorities about that, they lied to them and said all five of those women were found safe. They just don't give a shit. They're not going to put their money, their time, their energy, nothing. They That's just pathetic. don't matter. Yep. Wow. Yep. They just don't matter. And it has to change. But I think that uh, a lot of these uh, cases, they, they need to be reported on. Of those five women that have gone missing, four of them were under 16. Oh, no. Those aren't women. Those are children. Yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Without a doubt. So, I bring you this case uh, partly just because Tabani Escobar mattered and her story deserves to be told and her case deserves to be solved. And I suspect that it will be only because of her family. They have, they must have a little bit better means and resources than other families that can, you know, they're paying for more uh, autopsies and investigation. I think they have a private investigator, you know, they, they have some means. A lot of mm-hmm. families don't, right? you know, and, and they can't, but these guys do. And somehow her story has just really, really sparked some very pissed off citizens that are really working for change. So we're, we're with you. We are in solidarity with you. Definitely. We're going to continue to watch this justice yeah. for Dabani and for all of the other women in Mexico that have been murdered. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Well, let's keep an eye on this. Hopefully we see some change here. It's time. Yep. Well, Christy, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for, well, wouldn't you know it, yet another Florida man, Florida man. So what you can take from this case is that you need to be really sure about your friends when you go traveling with them. This is the story of James Williams, and he and three friends were at the Ocean's Edge Resort and Marina on Stock Island in Florida. 
And it was getting pretty late, you know, after midnight where nothing good ever happens, as we know. And (laughs) That's what we were told when we were teenagers, of course. It has turned out to be quite true. Mm -hmm. Uh, So one of the women in this group got a little too drunk and she passed out. So James picked her up and he put her in a maintenance wheelbarrow that was there at this resort. As you do, I guess. What could possibly go wrong here? They were pushing her like to her hotel room to like get her to bed, right? But James is being a real jerk and he starts pouring beer on her and making fun of her. And uh, the other man, the other man that was with them uh, was he was getting mad about it. Like, you're being Mm -hmm. disrespectful. You need to stop acting like that. Yeah. And James, the the woman, they kind of start to get in a fight. So um, little drunky Fufu, who's in the uh, wheelbarrow, wakes up and tries to kind (laughs) of get in between these two idiots to break it up. And James shoves her down and shoves the other woman down. Oh, James. Yes. So then he pushes the male victim down. And bites off part of his ear. Okay, wait a minute. Was James doing bath salts? You know, it doesn't say, but I'm questioning. Because that seems pretty strong. Uh, yeah. All yeah. of that stuff besides he, he, the bites. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when the police arrived, they found the victim uh, bleeding and part of his ear missing. And well, Williams what did took... James do with it? Uh, you know, it doesn't say, and I probably swallowed it. That's all I'm saying. It's gross, but he probably did. I think so. Although so. he's not charged with cannibalism, so maybe not. He was <laughs> charged with aggravated... Do they have a cannibalism charge in uh, Florida? I don't know. We should look. He's charged with aggravated battery, battery by strangulation, and other um, counts of battery, which I think mm-hmm. probably includes biting off a piece of someone's ear. Mm-hmm. So... So essentially multiple counts of being a giant jackass. Yes. Yes. So all I'm saying is, you know, choose your friends wisely when you travel. Because Mm -hmm. I highly doubt that anybody suspected this was going to happen. Don't hang out with James. Now you know. Yeah. James is a no-go. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Hard So, you know, of course it happened in Florida because it doesn't everything. I feel like these cases happen other places. It's just that... The Florida moniker has gotten to be so popular that here we go. <laughs> well, and it's just there's a real concentration of dumbass behavior, and it's probably because there's so 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 much tourism. There's so many people mm-hmm. coming from other areas and very populated. I don't know, mm-hmm. or know. you know, I don't know what I would do in Florida because I could not take that heat. I might kill somebody. I don't know. Right, everyone. I don't want to go anywhere in that heat. Swamp ass. They're in a bad mood. Yes, like, you can't they, blame clearly. Them yeah. Definitely clouds people's uh, decision making. Yeah. It might mine. It might. I'm not saying I would. Right? Me too. Yeah. So there I you don't go. I'd bite somebody's ear off, but you don't know. You don't I, know. Right? I think happen. I do know. But <laughs> I, I think I know too, but you know. All righty. Well, there you have it. That is Tuesday. So we'll be back tomorrow, Wednesday, with a brand new episode. We'll be back Wednesday night with case updates and Thursday night for the psychic hour. I will be gone Thursday night. And so Christy will have a special guest on Thursday night. So tell yes, my it. friend, Dr. JJ Kelly, yeah. she is a psychologist. She does a lot of work in um, emotional intelligence. 
And she and I are doing some work together in energy intelligence and emotional intelligence. And she's a hoot. So you aren't going to want to miss this because she's funny as hell. We're going to have a blast. be great. Awesome. All righty. Well, guys, have a great day. Take good care of yourselves. You deserve it. Everybody gets a cookie. This has been yet another edition of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Bye, everybody. Thank <music> you.